Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today we've got a nuclear revenge story all about stealing college tuition. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, my roommate stole from me, so I sorted him out. I grew up in a pretty disciplined home. My dad was an army veteran who had done two tours in Afghanistan, and while he didn't want that kind of life for us, he still treated my sisters and I like soldiers. My older sister Ada had once jokingly called him a drill sergeant, which she had luckily laughed at good-naturedly. Basically, he trained and drilled us to be efficient and take orders. Now, don't get me wrong, my dad wasn't an unfeeling mean head who was only interested in ordering us around. He was a pretty awesome man. He took up a job as a police officer after his military service and was a big softie to almost everyone who met him. After experiencing the harshness of war, my dad believed that kindness went a long way in making people happy, and he was intent on spreading joy everywhere he went. He loved to hang out with the homeless, and he'd bring food and clothing to them and chat with them about their lives. This helped in many ways. For one, homeless people saw a lot of things that happened on the streets, and the people my father helped were, like any other member of society, just trying to survive, and they wanted to live in a safe community just like anyone else. They were usually not very open to helping police officers though, because they saw police officers as oppressive. Which is understandable considering that more often than not, the encounters between cops and homeless people were to force them out of a particular place, or interrogate them as a suspect for crimes they probably didn't commit. My father's kindness to them was not only a breath of fresh air, It built trust, and they gave information to my dad that helped put a lot of bad people in jail. The second advantage of this symbiotic relationship was that oftentimes the kindness and support that my father showed these people was a spark that gave them hope and motivation to get off the streets. He had helped a lot of people this way and was very proud of the work he had done. My dad was also quite kind to us at home, but he was of the belief that life didn't hand anything for free, and we had to work hard and be disciplined, and so he was quite strict with us. Notwithstanding this, we loved him very much, and we could approach him to talk about just about anything. A big part of my father's training involved ensuring that personal hygiene was seen as important. He would always have us make our bed the moment we got out of it, and the general rule around the house was, clean up after yourself. This included doing your dishes after eating and always folding your laundry the moment it got in. My dad also made sure we followed a strict timetable and that my sisters and I were never tardy to anything. All my life, all I knew was the lifestyle that my dad had enforced in us. And so I didn't really know any other way of living. I knew that other people lived differently, but personally I'd never really experienced it. That was the way I lived until I got admission to college and I met my roommate Matthew. Matt had resumed school a day earlier than I had, but he'd already added his style to the room. Apparently, he was big on rock and roll and had hung posters all around the room. He'd also brought in a mini fridge and had filled it up with beer. Now, my first impression when I met Matt was that he was different, and I honestly was quite excited for it. 
Every day for the past 18 years, I had lived with the same people and lived the same way, and for once, I was going to get the chance to be in a different environment with different people, and Matt was going to be the first of those people. In fact, my parents don't know this, one of the main reasons I only applied to schools at least two states away was exactly because of this. I wasn't trying to be wild or anything though, I just wanted a little variety to my life, a little excitement. So when I moved in, I spent hours talking to Matt about everything. I really wanted to know as much as I possibly could. We talked about our interests, what majors we were going to do, and just about everything else. He even offered me a beer, and I, after tons of convincing, accepted it. I really didn't enjoy it. By the way, beer tastes weird. I was convinced that we were going to be best of friends, and I was looking forward to it. Perhaps if I had known what was to happen, I'd have been more cautious of Matt. But oh well. The first sign that Matt was going to be problematic was his hygiene. The first week in the room, I could swear he never took a bath. He also dropped everything on the floor. Trash, his clothes, used dishes. There were just the two of us, so he couldn't even really claim that it was anyone else. At first, I was fine with it. Well, maybe not fine, but I wasn't really pissed off about it. When I came back from classes, I'd clean up the room as much as I could and move his clothes to his bed. Heck, I even did his dishes a few times. However, as time went on, it seemed like he was getting too comfortable with me cleaning up for him, and he just gave up altogether. The room started to have a really funky smell, and there were stains on the floor that I didn't even want to know what they were. Dishes filled the sink and they were kept there for so long that they started to stink too. It really was very bad. Starting to feel very annoyed about it, I decided that the best option for me was to talk to him about it. So one Friday evening, I sat him down and I told him that he needed to do better when it came to hygiene. I told him that his behavior was affecting me gravely and I suggested that he work on it. To help, I suggested setting up a timetable to help with organizing tasks and even cleaning together. The entire time, he was pretty mellow, and it seemed like he was thinking really hard about it. Perhaps I'd gotten to him, I thought. After a while, he told me he'd think about it, that perhaps we could talk about it again the next day. When I asked why it had to wait till the next day, he said he had a party to attend, and he would be in a better state of mind to talk then, so I let him go. I didn't see Matt again for another four days. In that time, his number was unavailable and I was already considering contacting the police to report him as missing. Then he randomly just showed up and acted like nothing had happened. Again, I tried talking to him, but no matter what I tried, he always either made an excuse not to talk about it or he'd just say, okay, and then do nothing about it. Frustrated, I just resolved to keep on doing what I'd been doing, and I convinced myself that if it ever got too much, I would just report to the hall admin. Then came the stealing. At first it was just little things like a sandwich I'd saved for later or my pens. I ended up buying a lot of pens. It was kind of annoying because I'd always been the kind of person who organized everything. So I sort of had the expectation of where my things were supposed to be at any given point in time. So imagine how annoying it is to try to get my sandwich, which I'd carefully planned for dinner, and realizing that Matt had eaten it and left no replacement. I knew that talking to him wasn't going to yield any positive results. I'd tried this before with the whole cleaning up thing, remember? So instead, 
I just tried to be very careful with my things, and when possible, I hid my stuff. There are two main issues with this though. For one, there's only so much you can hide in your room. Instinctively, you feel safe in your room, and you're bound to leave things just lying around. It's only when it goes missing that you recall you'd made the mistake of keeping it within reach of your thieving roommate. The second thing is that even hiding wasn't an efficient way of keeping things out of reach of Matt. He would simply just look for them, and knowing me, it's very easy to predict where I'd keep my things. It's usually in the most expected place possible. I started to consider getting a safe or a cupboard with a lock after my wallet went missing. The wallet had my school ID, my credit card, and $55 in cash. I instantly suspected Matt, but I had no evidence he had taken it, and it didn't seem right to just accuse him of stealing it. I had to go to the bank to block access to my credit card to prevent any unauthorized access into my account. I got another wallet and I'd applied to the school for another ID when I walked into the room one day to see my old wallet sticking out from under my bed. I knew it had been planted there because when I opened it, all that was missing was the cash. I began to be very paranoid around Matt and I seriously was considering reporting to the school but I didn't. It wasn't until Matt went too far that I decided I'd had enough. During the semester break, I went home to spend some time with my family. While I was with them, my father had given me the antique watch of my granduncle who had recently passed. Apparently he had bequeathed that, along with a fair amount of money for my education, to me. Now, the watch was quite expensive, and I honestly considered not taking it with me back to school, but I was quite close to my granduncle while he was alive, and the thought of having a part of him close to me was comforting. I decided to bring the watch with me to school, but leave it locked up somewhere safe. I wouldn't tell anyone about its existence. That should work, right? A week after resuming school, I walked into the room to see it trashed. Instinctively, I went to where I kept the watch. It was gone. Other things were missing too, and I knew that we had been robbed. I immediately called 911 and then Matt. I never considered, even for a second, that Matt had been responsible. The police dispatched a couple of officers, who asked Matt and I a bunch of questions. After that, they told us that an investigation was open, and that if they got any info, they'd let us know. The thought that I had lost such a priceless item so soon made me absolutely mad at myself. For days, I sulked and spent hours just brooding about it all. I had called my dad to report what had happened, and he had told me that he was confident the watch would be found. Even if he wasn't, he said, it took more than physical property to keep the memory of my granduncle. I had decided to leave it all up to fate, till one day I, while cleaning the room, saw a little glint from Matt's bed. Now, normally I would have probably ignored what I saw, but for some reason I moved towards the glint which was coming from something tucked under his pillow. Whatever it was had just a bit of it sticking out the side and the sun's rays had caused it to reflect. As I picked up his pillow, there was my granduncle's watch right there staring at me. I couldn't believe it. Matt had stolen the watch. I stood there speechless thinking of what to do. By the time I finally managed to move, I knew what I had to do. Matt had gone too far and I was going to make sure he paid. Normally, I would have confronted Matt about it and maybe also requested to have my room switched, but it was time he got the punishment he deserved. 
The plan I had in mind was very simple. Simple, yet effective. I took the watch I had now found, and then I called one of the police officers that had come over when I reported the robbery. He had given me his number, and I told him I had information for him and requested that he come. When he got there, I told him that I found the watch in the custody of Matt. I showed him the watch, and he asked me if I wanted to escalate things. I escalated things. Not only did Matt get arrested for theft, but he also got charged with purchase of alcohol as a minor and falsifying his identity. Apparently, he had used a fake ID to buy the beers that were constantly in his mini-fridge. Matt also got reported to school and was expelled. During his trial, I had testified against him, and my testimony was strong enough to ensure conviction. However, he didn't get any jail time. His lawyer had been pretty good, and had argued to the court that, as a first-time offender, he'd be given a light sentence. So the judge sentenced him to do community service for 60 days and a year of probation. The damage was done though, and I was glad that I'd finally gotten some form of justice. I'm certain now that my enthusiasm for wanting to experience life differently from how it was in my family was a big mistake. I'm absolutely convinced I don't want to have another roommate ever again. Maybe in time this opinion will change, but for now that's what it is. I wish I didn't have to go as far as I did with Matthew, but I know that if I didn't, he'd have done worse. So I'm sort of glad I did. I think this is one of those situations where you experienced the absolute lowest end of the spectrum and you've allowed that to ruin the experience of kind of living on your own and also seeing a side of things that aren't what your family forced you to experience. That said, OP definitely let this go on way too long without ever reporting any of it. Our next story is, I took the money meant for my... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. 
Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Brothers College. My revenge against my brother was taking the money meant for his college education. I carefully planned to get money from his college funds for my mother, and I succeeded. He went to college eventually, but not having the funds meant for his education set him back by years. He left college with student loans that he would have never have had to obtain in the first place if he had gotten the funds meant for his college education. My mom had my brother and me when she was really young. She met my dad when they were both in high school. They were together for a while after high school when she had my brother and nearly two years later she had me. My mom lived with my dad in his mother's house and my paternal grandmother took care of us all for a while but she soon got tired. She was a teacher and wasn't saving enough for her retirement because she had to take care of two adults and two children. She asked to speak with my mom one day and told her that she needed my mom and her children my brother and me to leave her house interestingly she never threw my dad her son out my dad also never tried to rent a place for his small family he left the house when he knew my mom was leaving he probably didn't want to deal with the guilt of seeing us leave and being unable or unwilling to do anything about it we heard later that he got another woman pregnant and she moved in with my grandmother until my grandmother died my mom was sad about what had happened She couldn't return to her parents' home because they were conservative Christians and had sent her out when she was pregnant with my brother anyway. We moved into a house provided by a church in our community for single mothers and women who needed a temporary place to stay away from their abusive husbands or partners. While we lived there, my mom was offered a job by a member of the church that offered us a place to stay. She was to work as a receptionist at a small law firm. My mom accepted the offer and soon started working towards getting her high school diploma. We weren't rich, but things got better than they were and we could afford basic stuff. Things got even better for us when my mom met a wealthy lawyer in the course of her work as a paralegal. My mom and the lawyer dated secretly for a while because they were ashamed of their relationship. The lawyer was 35 years older than my mom and he died before I could have strong memories of him. But I remember that he and my mom were in love with each other. My mom says he's the only man who's ever shown her true love. Even after he had died, she maintained that he was the only man with whom she ever felt genuine love. Naturally, since he was a lot older than my mom and was richer too, everyone in the church assumed she was with him because of the money. The church pastor didn't approve of my mom's relationship with him. When he proposed to her and she agreed to marry him, The pastor refused to give his blessings. He insisted that my mom could not marry the lawyer because he was not a believer and because he didn't believe that my mom was marrying him for godly reasons. The lawyer was irritated by the pastor's comment and his assumed authority over my mother, but he kept his cool and he and my mom kept dating. They never got married, but my mom got fed up with the pastor's obsession with controlling her life. We left the church house and the church too and moved in with the rich lawyer. He never wanted my mom to work outside the home. Since the career opportunities available for her were limited anyway, my mom agreed to stay at home and take care of us in the home. Our time in his house is the most pleasant memory I have of my childhood. My brother and I had enough food to eat, 
enough snacks, and too many toys. We also had nice clothes and stopped getting hand-me-downs from the people at church. He didn't just treat my mom nicely, but he was a sweet dad to us too. He paid for everything we had to do in school too. The experience was great. Sadly, he got a terminal illness as time passed, and he died. After he died, his ex-wife filed a case against my mom. She believed that she should inherit his house and that my mom, brother, and I had to move out. She was quite influential, more educated than my mom, and could afford good lawyers to help her. My mom was hardly knowledgeable about things like that and wasn't college educated. She also had no money, so she didn't contest the case and simply let it all go. We had to move to the town where my mom grew up. Her siblings had all moved out of the house, her dad was dead, and it was just her mom. We moved into the house and while it wasn't as bad as when we lived in the church house, it certainly wasn't as good as when we lived with my mom's boyfriend. My mom was heartbroken, but she managed to find a good job in town and took good care of my brother and me. Some years later, my mom's late boyfriend's lawyer reached out to us. He had apparently set up a college fund for my older brother. My mom was very grateful. I'm sure he would have done the same for you if he'd stayed alive a little longer, my mom said to me later that week. I got back at my brother by ensuring that my mother spent the money on something else. My brother had to repeat a grade in high school, so we were in the same grade at the time. He was a big bully, but he was brilliant, and that was the only reason the school didn't kick him out. He looked forward to going to college. Funnily, his reason for going to college was to spite our father. He badly wanted to prove himself to everyone. Of course, he was banking on the money my mom's boyfriend had in store for him. There was no better way to hurt my brother than to ensure he didn't go to college. My best friend in school had a stepdad who was a known gangster. Everyone knew he sold drugs too. He had been in and out of jail many times. My mom had warned me many times to stay away from my best friend because everyone knew his stepdad to be dangerous and working for even more dangerous people. My best friend wasn't about that life though. He actively avoided getting into that business even though his mom was involved too. The plan was to convince my mom that I was owing a drug lord a huge amount of money and that he was going to end me. That way, my mom would be forced to pay up with a huge chunk of my brother's college fund. To make the whole thing believable, I started to run errands for my best friend's stepdad. He was horrified at first, but I let him in on my plans and he let me be. It was from working for my best friend's stepdad that I realized that he had a boss, and his boss has a boss. It was a whole network and hierarchy of bosses. My best friend suggested that I actually lose some of his stepdad's goods and run away. That would make him send his boys to my grandma's house to look for me. On one of the days he sent me on an errand, I ran home with the goods and hid them under my bed. As my best friend and I expected, his stepdad sent some boys to my grandma's house. My mom was horrified to see that I was dealing with those kinds of people. I handed them the goods I ran away with when they asked. That meant one thing. My best friend's stepdad had fired me. He never joked about his business. A week after, my mom had had a complete emotional breakdown about the new company I was keeping. I packed a bag and ran away. Well, I wanted my mom and brother to think I ran away. My mom was beside herself with grief worrying about my safety. Eventually, I sneaked home one evening and told her what had happened. I lied that I'd gotten mixed up with some drug dealers. 
I was going to deliver some drugs to another person, and I was robbed of them. I told her the gang leaders were after me because they thought I'd run away with their goods. My mom was scared. She grew up in the same neighborhood, so she knew how dangerous those gangs could be. After exploring several options, she decided to dip into my brother's college funds. My mom could never let my brother know that she was using his college funds to repay a debt and save my life. He would have never have allowed it. Instead, she lied to him about having a health emergency. Even though she had lied about her health, my brother still managed to throw a tantrum. He left the house for a while and then returned later refusing to speak to anyone. When my mom handed me the money to pay back the gangsters, my best friend and I went over to the bank to deposit the money in his brother's account. His brother was someone we could trust, so we had him keep the money in a fixed deposit until I needed it. I could not think of a better way to punish my brother than what I did. My brother cost my mom too much heartache. She was always spending lots of money, time, and energy trying to get him out of one trouble or the other. He assaulted and bullied many people, even my best friend and me growing up. My mom would explain away his behavior and make excuses for him. She never let him take responsibility for his crappy behavior. She would say that the reason that he was hostile was because he witnessed our birth dad being hostile towards her. My mom never spoke with no holds bars about all that my dad did to her, but I suspect that he used to hit her. My brother was older and had a more formed memory of our birth dad than I did. My brother was very selfish and would never do anything for anyone other than himself. He had academic excellence going on for him, but other than that, he was a complete jerkbag. He would mock and bully anyone who he perceived as weak. I was his first victim. I was terrified of my brother because he got angry very often, and when he did, he would punch me and grab my neck. It was never a pleasant sight. Even my mom would worry about leaving me at home with him. I was helpless and small because my brother was huge and had the muscular physique of our birth dad. He got away with hitting me too many times because my mother hardly ever confronted him about his behavior. She was almost as scared of him as I was. Despite my brother's aggressive behavior, he had good grades in school and would represent the school in quiz and essay competitions. He won most of them too. I knew I had to stop my mom from pouring all that money into my brother's education when my brother got a lot of money from an essay competition he participated in. We needed the money in the family. At the time, my grandma's house where we lived had a lot of things that needed repairing, and we barely had enough groceries. My mom worked at a bookshop, and her pay was barely enough for us. My brother could have done something for the family, but he didn't. He went to my birth dad who lived in the same town as us but never bothered to be an actual father to us. My dad, being just as selfish and inconsiderate as my brother, tricked my brother and took all of his money. My mom warned my brother, but he didn't listen. He even moved some of his stuff to live with my dad and his new family. My mom felt betrayed and cried about it for the whole week. When my brother returned, she took him in, but I knew that something had changed. She no longer prioritized him as she used to. She also stopped making excuses for him and left him to deal with the consequences of his behavior. It was at that time that he was suspended for a semester, another gross misconduct, and had to repeat a grade. My mom pretended that the whole episode with my dad hadn't happened, but I never forgot. 
My brother had the chance to do something for his family, but he ran away to my birth dad who didn't care about us. I knew the best way to get back at my brother was to take up the college funds and return them to my mother in the future. That worked, and as soon as my brother started his journey in college and was able to work his way around getting loans, I had my best friend's brother return the money to me and I gave it to my mother. My mom hardly had a solid retirement plan, so it made sense to let her use the money instead. I know it was meant for a different purpose, but my brother didn't seem like a credible investment anyway. He came about money for a while and abandoned the family he'd always known. Thankfully, my brother is a brilliant kid, and he found his way around the university on his own. My mom, as usual, tried to mask her happiness when I confessed what really happened to her. I know she was glad I helped her to save some money, though. She was also relieved that I was never part of any drug-dealing gang. My brother having to navigate college with very little support from my mother helped develop his character. He stopped bullying people and finally became more responsible with money. Although stealing somebody's college funds is pretty cruel, I'm glad that overall in OP situation, it seems to have worked out pretty darn well for them. It seems like pretty much everybody's in a pretty darn good place, and can you really be too upset at the actions taken if things worked out that well in the end? It's nice to see that their jerk of a brother had character development, but with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.